Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty, from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world. Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up later on today's show, Queen Sylvia's first year in Sweden and three royal visits to Canada, the Middle East and New Zealand, so stay tuned. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. Author Maria Gunnarsson interviewed Queen Sylvia at Soliden Palace during May for her new book about Sweden, Det Kungliga Aret, which translates as The Royal Year. The Queen has spoken candidly about her loneliness in the Royal Palace during her first year of marriage to King Carl Gustav 40 years ago. Sylvia Summerlath had met Crown Prince Carl Gustav at the 1972 Olympic Games in Munich and had married four years later in a lavish wedding in Stockholm. The Queen, who was a trained translator, was still learning Swedish at the time of her wedding and she also spoke of a slight feeling of intimidation when she arrived at the conservative and male-dominated Royal Palace. However, Queen Sylvia said Sweden was not foreign to her as her father had worked for the Swedish forestry and steel company Öderholm in Brazil. Many Swedes visited Brazil and her home, bringing herring, books and music. The king's mother, Princess Sibylla, was no longer alive as she had passed away in 1972 and Queen Louise, who had married his grandfather, King Gustav Adolf, had died in 1965, so there was no one to explain the tasks of a queen. However, Queen Sylvia said that the king's sister, Princess Christina, had provided a lot of support. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. Prince Haakon and Crown Princess Meta Merit of Norway are on a four-day state visit to Canada this week to strengthen ties between the two countries. They invited the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his wife Sophie for a private dinner in Ottawa on Sunday the 6th of November at the beginning of their visit. The following day, on Monday the 7th of November, the Crown Prince couple met with Governor-General David Johnston and his wife Sharon at Rideau Hall in Ottawa. The Governor-General showed the Crown Prince and the Crown Princess the ceremonial red oak tree planted by King Harold and Queen Sonia during their visit in 2002. According to David Johnson on social media, the tree symbolises the living friendship between Canada and Norway. The Crown Prince and the Crown Princess attended a special screening of the Norwegian film Kongen's Knee or The King's Choice in Toronto. The royal couple also attended a Norwegian-Canadian seminar on safety and preparedness in the Arctic, including offshore safety, iceberg management, rescue operations and dealing with oil spills. The Crown Princess also participated in an event at St John's promoting Norwegian literature with authors Erland Lowe and Helda Christian Kvalbog. Canadian author Edward Reich also shared the stage with Mr Lowe to discuss literature and to read from their words. 
Crown Prince Hawken and Crown Princess Meta Marit finished their official visit at a reception to promote contact between Norway and Canadian trade and industry. On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British royal family update. News and views from Buckingham Palace. The Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall visited three Middle Eastern countries this week from the 4th to the 11th of November. Firstly, they spent two days in Oman to promote the United Kingdom's partnership in key areas such as religious tolerance, military cooperation, supporting women in leadership, creating youth opportunities, preserving cultural heritage and wildlife conservation. The Prince of Wales toured the new National Museum which showcases Oman's history from its first human settlement two million years ago to the present day. The Duchess of Cornwall visited a cancer centre and later met with Omani female entrepreneurs and women in business. On the second day, the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall's official engagements focused on young leaders and promoting literature before they flew to Abu Dhabi. Prince Charles saw wildlife including turtles and Socotra cormorants during a dune buggy ride on Tinna Island whilst the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Abu Dhabi Falcon Hospital. The royal couple visited the Sheikh Zayed Grand Mosque and later attended an event focusing on promoting religious tolerance in the region and beyond during their visit. The royal couple and Princess Haya bint al Hussein met frontline aid workers from charities who reach out to help victims of crisis and families who live in hunger and poverty. The Duchess also visited a children's hospital with Princess Haya, providing a tour where they met patients and staff before visiting a women's shelter. Charles and Camilla then flew to Bahrain for the final leg of their tour. Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au. King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima visit New Zealand for three days in Wellington, Christchurch and Auckland. However, unlike their visit in Sydney... The Dutch royal couple were greeted with a downpour when they arrived in Wellington. The Governor-General, Dame Patsy Reddy, officially welcomed King Willem-Alexander and Queen Maxima with a ceremony including the traditional Maori haka pauriri, which is a welcome dance and hongi at Government House. They visited the National War Memorial, where they laid a wreath and bowed their heads for a minute's silence and laid ferns on the tomb of the unknown warrior. Afterwards, the royal couple later met with New Zealand's Prime Minister, John Key. King Willem Alexander gave a speech during the state banquet at Government House. For any royal information heard on today's show, check us out at rightroyalroundup.com.au. The royal couple visited Christchurch on Tuesday, the 8th of November, where they visited the Willowbank Wildlife Reserve which has an extensive breeding program for Kiwis. They later met with the Nao Tahu Iwi, the largest Maori tribe on the South Island, before visiting parts of Christchurch, which were damaged by an earthquake in 2011, and reconstruction and development. The royal couple also had the chance to meet with members of the Dutch community. On the last day, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima visited Auckland, where they visited the Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki, 
where they saw two engravings of Dutch explorer Abel Tasman meeting the Maori in 1642. The royal couple also attended part of the Future of Food conference where Dutch and New Zealand companies discussed the promotion of agriculture, horticulture and food. They also visited the training ship Spirit of New Zealand, which teaches young people about communication and leadership. King Willem Alexander also gave a speech during a lunch with Dutch participants in the economic mission and representatives from New Zealand businesses. That's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carol and Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.